22nd day of the month. In Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 19-20 through 20. Be at peace among yourselves. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 13. The seventh beatitude, happy the peacemakers, they shall be called sons and daughters of God. One of the world's most coveted honors is the Nobel Peace Prize, and one of the world's most popular prayers begins, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. How ironic, then, that we seldom think it is our calling to be peacemakers. On day eight, we looked at the nature of peace, but today we look at the mission given to us to bring about reconciliation wherever we encounter alienation from God or discord between humans. Do we too often assume that our assignment is to stay out of it when we encounter strained relationships? Sometimes that may be true, except that always we are to pray for reconciliation and always we are to avoid any action that exacerbates the problem, particularly the carrying of tales from one side of the conflict to the other and participation in gossipy misrepresentation and exaggeration, both of which fuel the fires of animosity. But peacemaking is more than passivity. God actively engaged in peacemaking in the Incarnation. So surely, those who are to be known as daughters and sons of this God are called to be active in passing the peace. That latter phrase may be a helpful clue. Most congregations these days have a segment in the worship service called the passing of the peace. Too often it is perfunctory, merely an exercise in polite civility, detached from any concrete action in daily life. So here's a suggestion that may make it more meaningful and at the same time may make you more aware of your calling to be an ambassador for Christ. Every time you exchange the peace with others in a worship service, quietly say to yourself, God calls me to be a peacemaker at every opportunity available to me. Opening Prayer O God, author of peace and its most active proponent, so greatly did you desire the reconciliation of all things to you, that in Christ you assumed the humility of an earthly existence, indeed the humiliation of death by public execution. Give me grace to risk comfort and status in order that others may be at peace with you and with one another. In this cause, strengthen me through this time of devotion today, through Christ who offers perfect peace to all. Amen. From the book of Judges, chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. In those days there was no king of Israel, and in those days the tribe of the Danites were seeking an inheritance for themselves to live in, for until that day an inheritance had not been allotted to them as a possession among the tribes of Israel. So the sons of Dan sent there from their family five men out of the whole number, valiant men from Zorah and Ashtoel, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said to them, Go, search the land. And they came to the hill country of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, and lodged there. When they were near the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young man, the Levite, and they turned aside there and said to him, Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? And what have you, do you have here? He said to them, 
Thus and so has Micah done to me, and he has hired me, and I have become his priest. They said to him, Inquire of God, please, that we may know whether our way on which we are going will be prosperous. The priest said to them, Go in peace. Your way in which you are going has the Lord's approval. Then the five men departed, and they came to Laish, and saw the people who were living in it, living in security, after the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure, for there was no ruler humiliating them for anything in the land, and they were far from the Sidonians, and had no dealings with anyone. When they came back to their brothers at Zorah and Eshtel, their brothers said to him, What do you report? They said, Arise, let us go up against them, for we have seen the land, and behold, it is very good. And will you sit still? Do not delay to go to enter to possess the land. When you enter, you will come to a secure people with a spacious land, for God has given it into your hand, a place where there is no lack of anything that is on the earth. Then, from the family of the Danites, from Zorah and from Eshtal, six hundred men armed with weapons of war set out. They went up and camped at Kirith-Jerim in Judah. Therefore they called that place Mahanadan to this day. Behold, it is west of Kirith-Jerim. They passed from there to the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah. Then the five men went to spy out the country of Laish, said to their kinsmen, Do you know that there in this houses an ephod and household idols and a graven image and a molten image? Now therefore consider what you should do. They turned aside there and came to the house of the young man, the Levite, to the house of Micah, and asked him of his welfare. From the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death, and on that day a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Some devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul began ravaging the church, Entering house after house and dragging off men and women, he would put them in prison. Therefore those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip, as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. Now there was a man named Simon, who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from smallest to greatest, were giving attention to him, saying, This man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with the magic arts. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. As he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was constantly amazed. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 5. Verses 30 through 47. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies of me, and I know that the testimony will which he gives about me is true. 
You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. But the testimony which I receive is not from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was the lamp that was burning and was shining, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John, for the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do testify about me, that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me, he has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. You do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe him whom he sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me, and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the God. The one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have set your hope. For if you believed in Moses, you would believe in me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power, Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Michael Quist, entitled, I Would Like to Rise Very High. I would like to rise very high, Lord, above my city, above the world, above time. I would like to purify my glance and borrow your eyes. I would then see the universe, humanity, history as the Father sees them. I would see in the prodigious transformation of matter, in the perpetual seething of life, your great body that is born of the breath of the Spirit. I would see the beautiful, the eternal thought of your Father's love taking form step by step, everything summing up in you, things on earth and things in heaven. And I would see that today, like yesterday, The most minute details are part of it. Every man in his place, every group and every object. I would see a factory, a theater, a collecting bargaining session, and the construction of a fountain. I would see a crowd of youngsters going to a dance, a baby being born, and an old man dying. I would see the tiniest particle of matter and the smallest throbbing of life, love and hate, sin and grace. Startled, I would understand that the great adventure of love, which started at the beginning of the world, is unfolding before me. The divine story, which according to your promise, will be completed only in glory after the resurrection of the flesh. When you will come before the Father, saying, All is accomplished, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I would understand that everything is linked together, that all is but a single moment of the whole humanity and of the whole universe toward the Trinity in you, by you, Lord. I would understand that nothing is secular, neither things nor people nor events, but that, on the contrary, everything has been made sacred in its origin by God, 
and that everything must be consecrated by man who has himself been made divine. I would understand that my life, an imperceptible breath in this great whole, is an indispensable treasure in the Father's plan. Then falling on my knees, I would admire, Lord, the mystery of this world, which, in spite of the innumerable and hateful snags of sin, is a long throb of love towards love eternal. I would like to rise very high, Lord, above my city, above the world, above time. I would like to purify my glance and borrow your eyes. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.